What's going on? And welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. Today we have a very special cool guest. His name is Dylan Myslovic, or in Polish it's Myslovic. How do we say it again? Myslovic. Myslovic, that's what it is. Awesome. He uh, has a good marketing agency. He's got another comic business. And we're going we're gonna to talk about what he's doing and what he's up to. What's going on, Dylan? Nothing much. Uh, just uh, relaxing today, working through some, man, yeah, relaxing today by working all day. Yeah. <laughs> we're totally that's awesome. Day, man. Well, thanks for jumping on the podcast. We're excited to kick things off. Definitely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, give, give our listeners a little bit of a background, uh, where you're from. Give us a little of your backstory, what made you, and uh, we'll go from there. So uh, basically, I started off going to school for mechanical engineering, or technically, I started off going to school for chemical engineering. Uh, after uh, getting destroyed in organic chemistry uh, twice, what? I switched to mechanical engineering. Uh, I graduated um, in 2013. I ended up going uh, and working at an industrial manufacturing company. I worked there for about a year as a mechanical designer. Then I worked there for a year and a half to two years as a mechanical, or was that a design engineer? And then I worked for another year and a half as a controls engineer. And for about the last, uh, I'd say, probably six months that I was there, I was like basically trying to get myself fired uh, subconsciously so much so that uh, I basically was telling my boss he sucked every day until, yeah, eventually, there you go. until eventually it worked out. But about, um, about two years into working that job, uh, I realized actually a year into that job, I realized uh, that it wasn't really going anywhere in the sense that I would bring stuff up to uh, like my boss. I'd be like, Hey, here's something that could save the company money. Here's a way to improve this process, et cetera. And I kept getting the same response, like, that's not how we do things, right? And so because of that, I, I just became more and more frustrated. And I wanted to just, like, distract myself while at work because, honestly, the, the work wasn't that hard. I would do it really quickly, and then I'd be bored. And so <laughs> instead of seeking out more work, which is what I originally did, uh, which I then got yelled at for doing other people's jobs because I was bored, yeah. And so, so instead I started, um, watching YouTube videos and I remember that I wanted to go, uh, download Google Chrome, but I needed it permission to do so. And the reason oh, I wanted Chrome was I wanted ad blocker, right? So I had uh, Explorer, but I, I just wanted ad blocker. So I didn't have to deal with that. And when basically I had to send a request in and they're like, so why do you want it? And I'm like, I can't tell them I wanted to block yeah. ad so that I can yeah. distract myself at work. So what ends up happening is I'm, I'm forced to watch those ads. And I remember in 2015 was when Ty Lopez first started taking out, hey, I'm here in my garage. And for those who don't know, that was a hugely memed uh, you know, ad that was blasted everywhere. And basically, it was actually around the first month that he released it that I came across it. And I never read at all in my entire life. I never finished a whole book. Uh, I know the irony. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, I had never I'd never read. I lied in elementary school. I used to forge my dad's signature. Um, you know, so I, I didn't enjoy reading. I didn't see the, you know, the point of it. I was very good at math and science. Um, I was salutatorian of my high school, and I almost failed English, so you can tell how good my math and science was. There you go. Um, so, yeah, basically, I just didn't understand the point of reading. And so I get this guy who's like, hey, I'm here in my garage, and you know what I like better than my, you know, fast cars and Lamborghinis? 
knowledge and he pans over to the you know, bookshelf in his garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, at the time I was sitting across from somebody who I ended up chatting with, you know, going, can you believe this guy? And he goes, oh, I, I used to have a library at home. And I go, oh, that's interesting. And I go, I, I can't read. Like every time I try to read, like my head literally hits the desk. Like I, I, I couldn't get more than a page in without having to reread it over and over again. It's not like I was illiterate. I literally just found it so uncaptivating that I couldn't get oh. through it. And oh. when I was in college, I actually got diagnosed ADHD just because I was like almost failing out because I could not focus. So I ended up getting prescribed Concerta and, uh, you know, to, for focusing. And basically now I'm at, now I'm at work, I'm chatting with this guy about books and he mentions that he has some audio books. I'm like, never tried audio books. It'd be interesting. Yeah. And he happens to have a couple of audio books that were on this, you know, Ty Lopez guy's website. And it was the seven habits of highly effective people and how to win friends and influence people. And uh, to rewind a little bit, while in college, I ended up starting a little business with uh, a friend of mine doing graphic design and web design, uh, which is still the business I have today, but it's now it's just me and I do much more than what I originally started with. But it all started with listening to those two audiobooks because about a, a quarter of the way through the first audiobook, uh, which was The Seven Habits, he mentions what's known as a paradigm and principles concept. Mm -hmm. And principles are reality, but the problem is we can't see reality. We only see our paradigms, which is the map we hold in front of our face. And essentially, <laughs> you can change that map over time, or you can ask other people how their map looks and, you know, rework your map. But the point is, if you walk into a wall and it's not on your map, if you don't adjust your map, you'll keep hitting that wall. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. he talks about this, and then he mentions the fact that sometimes you can have a paradigm shift where you've adjusted your map so quickly, it's an aha moment. And I'm literally driving to work, listening to the audiobook while that happens, and I have an aha moment. And I'm like, holy crap, like, this is what's in books? I was like, what, what the hell were they making us read wow. this entire time? So I ended up flying through that audiobook. I listened to How to Win Friends and Influence People, absolutely amazing book. Both uh, books. Yeah, they're bo both of them are my top are in my top 10 books of all time after even after this collection back here. But essentially, before I finished that second audiobook, I ordered four physical books on Amazon. And now, as you can tell, I, I have a bit of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> those, those, that's just the top shelves. It has three more shelves below it. And then I have uh, a whole other bookshelf over there. Nice. So yeah, and basically, from reading, I just learned a lot more about myself, others, how to interact with people in ways that I never considered. Uh, I, I started reading about business, marketing, psychology, uh, physiology, philosophy, um, you know, all of the P's. <laughs> and uh, b basically from that, I ended up bringing back this old business I worked on with a friend. And I started, you know, just doing stuff on the side so that I could distract myself from work. I started teaching myself web development. Um, and web design. I started uh, relearning graphic design, uh, which I had taught myself when I was younger. Um, and from that, I ended up actually picking up some work at my job. I ended up making uh, a, a logo for like three different uh, uh, coworkers of mine. And then eventually I built a website for the friend that gave me those books. And the cool thing was he wanted, to, he was actually 
the reason why we connected so well is he also wanted to start his own business and not have to work for somebody else, which is what I slowly came to the conclusion of, which is I, I can't stand someone telling me I can't do something. So, oh. I, you know, so that, that was how that all played out. And from, from that, I ended up connecting with, like I said, this friend who also wanted to do that. And I ended up building him a website, but he wanted to sell things online and I didn't want to pay. I didn't, I didn't want to have him to have to pay constantly for it like Shopify. So I took this 28 hour long course on how to build an e-commerce site from scratch. And I basically rebuilt Spotify with code, like without having to pay for it. And so that was like my first like real big achievement doing that. I got super hooked on that. Um, I've I've now taken like hundreds of hours of online courses. Uh, I've been paid uh, a stupid sa- or a stupid amount as a uh, web develop or a web consultant for a uh, telemarketing company in San Francisco. Nice. And, uh, I've done, and then I started picking up marketing tangential to that gra- from the graphic design side, like the content marketing. I started. I actually ended up buying one of Ty Lopez's uh, Facebook uh, or was it social media marketing courses, and I just kind of spiraled out of control from there. And eventually when uh, I told my boss they sucked enough times and I was late for one minute, they fired me on a Friday and that was the best Friday I've ever had. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome backstory, man. That's awesome, though. That, that's cool to kind of hear how it all kind of came in, in together and, and, and where you're at today. So, so, so currently um, you got your marketing ADD and you have uh, a comic business. Is it still existing? Yep. That your yep, so the so the that yeah the, that one's called Sierra Nova Comics. Okay, nice. okay. So what what's um how did you start that and what, you know what type of success do you have with that? Are you creating the comics or how to, what tell us a little about that? Yeah, so basically, I, when I started my company while still at my job, I was looking everywhere for clients. At one point, I walked down an entire um, strip mall and I, I introduced myself to every uh, business, even the ones that were franchise that I knew couldn't use my services because they're, you know, contracted to people. And one of those places that I went was Craigslist. And I'm just like looking through gigs and all this. And that this was back when Craigslist was free and I got to pay like, what is it, five bucks to post a, a yeah, job. Yeah. But um, I saw a post that said graphic designer needed. But then in the post, it talked about comic books. And I was like, that's weird. Um, but I, I read through it and I just kind of sent the guy a message. I was like, hey, um, you know, I know graphic design, but I, I can't like draw comics. I don't know if you're looking for anything in particular, like I can do logo design or web design, things like that. And eventually I ended up connecting with this guy uh, who's now a great friend of mine and uh, co-owner of the business that we both started together, which is Sierra Nova Comics. And so basically he wrote this thousand page novel uh, a couple years ago, actually yeah, quite a few years ago now. And he wanted to turn it into a comic book. So he like transferred it over to, um, what's it called? Uh, when you do movies, the panel, the, what those movie like things? Stop motion movies? What? Is it kind of like the stop motion movies where they're no, all- Well, no, no, like the, be, before you make the movie, the, the boards that you draw. Storyboard, yeah. Storyboard, thank you, yeah. yeah. So he basically storyboarded it kind of thing. And he um, just wrote it up in that fashion. And so over the last few years, I've been helping him take that storyboard and break it apart into panels. And so I think we got our LLC in 2017, August of 2017. Um, We've been slowly building up, uh, you know, comics from there. 
But basically, we we discovered about I don't know six months in that apparently the indie comic industry is almost impossible to be financially successful in. Mm-hmm. So we realized that one of the, that uh, we should do our research and figure out what's going on here, and we ended up finding out that one of the primary like um, profit losses is due to the fact that even after you pay uh, the stencilers, the inkers, the colorers, the letterers, which most people don't realize, all four of those are different people. Um, to, yeah, especially if you want an optimized yeah. Uh, comic. Yeah, <laughs> and so and basically you have to pay all of those, and then when it's all done, you still have to pay to print every single comic before you sell it. So we ended up doing tons of research into all of that. We, we realized the best option would actually be to create an online platform. And after doing all of that, we realized how many other people didn't know how hard it was to succeed. So we started like connecting with all of these other people in the industry. And so ultimately, um, this is mostly with my business partner that's done this part, but uh, he's been connecting with creators from all over the world, like uh, Ireland, uh, Brazil, uh, all over the States, Canada, um, I think we have oh, Spain, uh, England. And we basically gathered them all together, taken their comics, and we put them on our platform. Because we realized that unless, you know, we had thousands of dollars to make a comic every single month, it's, that there's no way that we could fill this um, demand and make any profit in any reasonable amount of time. But yeah, so basically that, that, that was the path that that's led. And now we've got a, um, a comic book, like Netflix style site where you pay for a membership and you get unlimited access to all the comics. Cool, cool, cool idea. Uh, I've yeah. heard of that before. That's really cool. Yeah, we've got uh, 40 different creators or 50 different creators now on there, and each of them has at least one comic or more. Some people have like seven. Uh, we've gotten two of our comics printed. Uh, we have three more in the works. Um, and uh, basically, we've made we made a few hundred bucks, but most of that was immediately delved out to the other creators. Sure. So technically we probably haven't made, you know, like 50 bucks from this, but it's been like a really fun project to work on. I've gotten connected with some amazing people. Um, I, I actually might have a client ironically who wants a website built for them that I met through there. And from that, I've just, I've gotten connected with some awesome people. Like what one of the, so from that we ended up building a podcast and, and, Again, I have I basically teach my business partner how to do everything because I'm very lazy and I know what to do, but I don't normally act on it. So I have him do everything and he's the one that set up the podcast. He gets the guest. And now that it's uh, up and running, we'll have some really awesome conversations. And I think the last or the second to last podcast we did was somebody who had a degree in psychology or no, no, it was a degree and I think maybe economics or something and then he also got a master's in neurolinguistics or something or uh, neuroscience uh, like it was something ridiculous like it was like he went from like a base uh maybe it was like a finance degree it was something that was completely unrelated then all the way to neuroscience and um he's but he's now a comic book creator as well huh. so we, we've gotten connected with people like that that have just been amazing uh i went to new york comic-con in 2018 because oh, yeah, of this trying to connect with people and I actually got to meet Tom Billu and I chatted with him and his wife for like a few hours. Absolutely amazing. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, what an awesome story. That's crazy. 
we have another computer over here where we're looking at your websites yeah, and stuff. So if you keep seeing see us look over here, yeah. it's because we're, we're like we're trying to catch up what you're talking about and connect everything. Yeah, so. we're paying attention to stuff. So uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of client about maybe how to do it. So what, what, I mean, looking at some of the, the websites and like obviously seeing like you have this like library of, of obviously just destinations for people to go to who, who can't get connected, who, who don't have the information. How, how has that kind of brought you you know, just discovery for business and like how has that transcended into like actually the business side of it? Because you were saying like- you, you, So, you yeah, so like connecting with people just has gotten me to ask more questions um, as well as even just simple stuff. Like uh, I was talking with um, my business partner after communicating with several creators about potentially making a magazine for indie creators. And that could be a way that we fund some of our uh, business because one of the things that we do in our business is we take uh, we don't take any money um, from anybody except for the bare minimum to run the website and like uh, outside of that like we we promote for free uh, eventually we're even going to run Facebook ads for free like the, like they can fund the ads but like when I do that for a client I'll, I'll charge like a thousand or two thousand dollars a month to like run their Facebook ads where with this like I would just do it for free for them while they just fund the ads themselves. And uh, so like we, we basically built that around it. And because of that, I, I've learned certain questions to ask. And coincidentally from that magazine, I ended up uh, chatting with my brother and came up with an idea. So my, my brother has a music production company. He's the reason I moved to Nashville. Was nice. actually helped him with his uh, business before ultimately we both want to move to California. Uh, although right now, basically, it's all on fire, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that in the physical, just the metaphorical. Yeah, but, yeah so from that, uh, I started taking out face like tons of Facebook ads for them, uh, just to start promoting it. And one of the things I realized that was a really powerful thing to target was the magazines of people that would be interested in the topic that we're trying to sell. And so like, eat, like, I know that's like really oddly specific, but there was something. We love granular ads. That's our thing. Yeah. And so like, it was so, it was so interesting to like, uh, think about that. And then from doing that podcast and realizing first off, a lot of those podcasts end up tangenting into me helping the creator figure out how to market themselves. And so, so from that, that's how my newest podcast started was just the fact that I'm like, I should just start breaking down little snippets of stuff so people yeah. can absorb it slowly over time. Uh, as opposed to these, you know, hour, two hour long podcasts that we kept doing. That's, yeah. that's cool, man. Well, cool. Uh, I do have a question. Um, I'm looking at through the site and you list out some consulting services. Uh, two part question. Uh, out of the three kind of services you offer, which is business marketing and uh, just, I think, web consulting, what you said. Over this quarantine period uh, mm -hmm. and this crazy pandemic, have you seen uh, your consulting services going up in, in these in certain categories, or how's that affecting you? So, so uh, during during quarantine, uh, yeah. I actually ended up uh, not prospecting at all, which is first off terrible. You should never do that. But yeah. the main reason I did it was I wanted to primarily focus on my brother's organization because, okay. um, uh, long story short, he came across some money that he never expected to have and because of that we're using it all towards ads and just just to promote the crap out of his business yeah and so from that i decided okay well if i'm going to do this let me go as far in as i can so i can take this and do a couple different things with it so the first thing i want to do 
is doc, I, I've been documenting like how I'm running ads and how I think when I go along it so that I can then um, give that to business owners. So I can go, Hey, if you're trying to, and you're broke as hell right now, so you can't afford a consultant like me, here's yeah. how you can do it. And the other reason I want to do that is if I, Oh, my internet connection is unstable. It says, <laughs> um, okay, you're good. Yeah. So the, the other reason I want to do that is uh, it's, it's something I learned from David Ogilvy, uh, his book. Um, what is it? Uh, Confessions of an advertising man. And what he talks about is that uh, the trick that he learned was that you can tell everyone all of your secrets. A lot of people try to hide them, but you should and can and could tell all of your secrets. And the reason for that is that he realized that Ford makes cars. They don't make ads. Folgers makes coffee. They don't make ads. So if you promote your knowledge, all you're actually doing is showing that you are an authority figure in that industry. Yeah. And from that, like that's, that's how you can grow. In fact, most of the clients I've gotten when I've sat down uh, to meet with them, I told them how not to pay me. And almost every time that it's come to that, cause I don't, I haven't done that every time, but like when I hear their circumstance, yeah. I'm like, well, you don't want to have to pay for this. Like, this is how you can do it. Almost every time that's come up, I've gotten paid because they just realize that I know what I'm talking about. That's awesome. That is uh, a yeah. yeah. nugget right there. Good. I love that. What was segment. the book? What was the book? Is oh, it, uh, what is that called? <laughs> go through the, uh, go through the case there. <laughs> yeah. Um, the roll I, I put that. The one, I, by, pretty, the, the one by David Ogilvy. Yeah. I, there it is. Isn't it called like the Thor? Isn't it called what is it called? Confessions of an Advertising Man, David Ogilvy. That's right. awesome. I'm gonna have to get well, that. Yeah, let's, like uh, yeah. We'll share that with uh, the listeners as well. Um, wow, cool. That's a great. I love that stuff. So, um, the correct correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but your marketing and web development company. How, how many? How how old? Is, how how young is it? I guess or how old is it? Yeah. Um. So technically, I started it in 2012, but okay. what that was doesn't exist anymore in okay. all in all of its sense. Um. I still have some of the old business cards, but uh. Basically, I think I re. Uh. I got a new DBA in 2016, technically, but I didn't start actually doing work. For it until 2017 coincidentally around the same time I started the comic book company and uh, yeah so from that um, I think yeah it was, so probably three years old now okay so, so you've been in the marketing mindset and world since 2012 we can say an in development world um, since <clears throat> since then what are some of the biggest uh, you know maybe trends or things that you've seen really change um, in terms of services and, and things you need to focus on as a marketing and development person. And then where do you kind of see kind of really the focus where marketing should be heading these days? Like where, where should people be focusing? What platforms, different styles, where's, where are you can get the best bang for your buck in terms of ad campaigns. Um, so kind of a two part, two part, uh, cause since 2012, you've seen different roller coasters of marketing and yeah. development. You've seen, yeah, I, I, I would say, yeah, I would say that like back in 2012, Essentially, you either didn't market online and you paid for stuff like newspaper ads or TV ads if you're a local uh, business, um, or you hired like a, a marketing agency, like a big like a big agency, right? Where it's not it's not like one person with a couple of VAs. It's more like you know a thirty person firm. Then, like since then, up until like 2000, I'll say 16, maybe um, it started transitioning over to social media. But the difference was that it was, it was either, again, you worked with big firms or you had like your niece run your ads online, right? right? right. And then 
in the last like I love them. <laughs> and then like in like the last year to year to two years I would say that a lot of the people that have been running ads, like having, you know, some, you know, someone like, you know, their niece or just them running ads. Uh, there's been a few that have seen great results because either A, they lucked out or B, just intuitively, they kind of figured it out. Or right. B, they think it's been a complete waste of time. And now they're like, like totally distancing themselves from it. Right. So, you know, you still have the people hiring the agencies because hopefully the agencies have been doing good for them. But uh, outside of that, uh, a lot of the smaller businesses seem to be weary of working with, um, you know, other people. And so I noticed that, you know, for example, like I, <laughs> there was one client I tried to get, but someone else got to them first for SEO purposes, and they were charging a stupid amount per month. And I told them, like, I apologize in advance, but I will let you know that that's a waste of money because the second you stop paying them, it's no longer going to work the way they're doing it. And they had a three month contract with them. So they had to pay all this money out. And by the time it was over, even though I was working with another client that they were aware of that was doing successfully uh, with their website, mm -hmm. they were burnt out by you know, the bad actors that it actually, they weren't even interested in uh, continuing to do it at all, let alone working you know, with somebody like me. And so, so that's one of the things I've noticed, which is actually one of the biggest reasons why, uh, like my podcast I started creating is I just want to put the knowledge out there because mm -hmm. honestly, like I, I, I don't, I don't want to, like, I want to, I'd love to get super wealthy, but that's not the only reason that, you know, the marketing thing is where I'm going. It's because I enjoy, um, both the analytics and math and science, as well as the art of it. And because of that, I want to share that with as many people as possible, including small business owners, because I don't want the small mom and pop uh, store to shut down because they can't figure out Facebook, right? And they can't afford a big agency yet. And so that's been my, my biggest goal now is just trying to educate people because in the short term, hopefully it helps some of these businesses. And in the long term, I will build an authority in that you know, realm so that you know, when there's people that are like, oh, I don't know if I should do this, I can be like, listen, here's proof. Like here's, here's several years of proof that this works. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you can, like a, like a doctor, like a practitioner, you got to be the practitioner. You still have all the wealth of knowledge, but you're there to share. But then it's also like, you know, is someone actually going to move on with mm -hmm. that, with that, you know, knowledge? That's why they hire. And is someone even going to see you in the first place? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's true. Yeah, that's perfect. What about where marketing's going? Yeah. Like, like, where do you the, think the yeah, second part of that question? Good campaign, places to have so, good campaigns. In and, 2020. Or just uh, Yeah. So I, I would say uh, two different things. Um, the conceptually where it should be going, I don't know if it will go this way, is that marketing agencies, uh, the, the small time ones, if anything, if they want to thrive and beat out the ones that are, you know, massive and have a ton of money, what they should be doing is figuring out how to fully integrate into small businesses. Um, I'm sure you know you guys know Gary V. Oh yeah. yeah. And so one of the things that he, he talks about a lot to small business owners is that they shouldn't hand it off to other people. They should learn how it works and really integrate in it. But the oh. thing is that like even even if they do that, they physically like an, a single person doesn't have all the time in the world. Neither does Gary. That's why he has a team of creators. His yep. creators work for him, and obviously he markets for other big organizations. So as a small time business owner. Uh, say you're like a, like a gym and you're trying to potentially pull on an agency, that agency needs to figure out a way to integrate with you so effortlessly and smoothly 
that it, it's as if they're in your gym, so they are your voice, as opposed to this external voice that's just spending ad money, right? right. And so that, that would be the, the conceptually where it should be going. And the other thing is that uh, I can't quite predict where like all the money should be going. At the moment, I know that Facebook ads are still, you know, the absolute best for their money. Coincidentally, right now, um, if you're spending on Facebook and you have been spending on Facebook, you'll notice that it's costing you less right now because a lot of people stopped putting money into it, mm -hmm. right? So suddenly there's not as many competitors and the, the cost per ad has gone down. Uh, there's also a, a different ad type that was added, I want to say a year or two years ago, but it's rarely used and it's the lead generation ad campaign. And I only recently started testing it out myself because I never saw the purpose of letting Facebook be the, the holder of the whole um, lead gen. And after using it for a very short amount of time, I got a crap ton of leads. Like I, like it was, and not only that, I get their names because Facebook has all that information. They can just hit yes. And, and so they just give me, and not only that, the email they give me is the one that's linked to their Facebook unless they choose to change it which also means when I create a customer list later, it'll actually target the right person and it won't be, you know, their, their work email. So it's hugely effective. It, it costs way less than other ads do period. Just like aside from the whole coronavirus thing, because no one spends in that field anyways. And currently ads are uh, cheaper right now. So that's huge. Um, we, we, we did lead gen uh, ads long uh, a couple years ago, mm -hmm. a few years ago, and we were successful. We got leads, but the problem was with those emails is what we found were they were old emails that people maybe created their Facebook account mm -hmm. with and uh, they weren't responding to. Yeah. So that's the thing is like you, you don't necessarily need, cause yeah, I got, I, I use like MailChimp for example, for my, my brother's campaign. And yeah. so I grabbed all these, um, emails and a bunch of them immediately were marked cleaned, which means like they they were, they were dead emails. Yeah. But that's the thing is that I don't even need it for that purpose. I can use it for retargeting them on Facebook and that's where it's more effective. Totally. And so if I can do that, so coincidentally, this is what I actually did. I, if you want to get their real emails, you get that list, which is cheap to get, you retarget them, giving them some lead mag for whatever business you have. And then from there, you lead them to something like a ClickFunnels site where you can capture the email. And so whatever email they put in, if they want to get the lead magnet, it has to be a good email. But now you can target them directly knowing they've already seen your other thing. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's that's where I would say that advertisement is currently uh, really good. If you're a local business, uh, Google ads are very, very effective. Um, if you're a niche um, service for something that's widely searched, meaning, uh, for example, like mental wellness, if you actually provide a service or product for that, that's searched a lot. So blogs come up typically, but if you're the one that comes up because you actually have a product or service, Google ads is a very effective one. I know an organization in California that's currently doing that um, and they're being very effective with it. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then for organic traffic, uh, LinkedIn is huge for B2B, uh, for some B2C, it can be effective. Uh, TikTok, uh, for it, it technically TikTok can be effective for everything. Um, it's better for the younger groups, but the thing is that if you build with the younger groups, younger people grow up. <laughs> so yeah. if you really get their attention when they're younger, you might have lifelong fans. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, and then same with music specifically for TikTok. Like if you're in the music industry and you're not on TikTok, you know, I would definitely uh, get on TikTok. Yeah, I know wow. TikTok is, uh, is I'm gonna, I'll go back. That's crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, um, that sounds, that sounds good. Do you have any other questions or do you want to? Yeah, I think, um, I think we're all kind of, I mean, just, you know, us being in, you know, a business, business to business, it's kind of, it's good, good to talk about things that we're seeing on, on our side too. And just like the, the transition from what you've worked on for brick mm -hmm. and mortars and how that's now really kind of, that's just what brick, brick and mortar is now an online business, whether it's through Instagram, through Facebook, through any of these other platforms. So every business is now an online business. What do you think is, is kind of like a good tidbit of information or just a tip for maybe somebody who's currently a brick and mortar, maybe they're a gym, maybe they're somebody else. And, and how, do, how do they get online quicker and how do they reach people faster? So two things, if you're a brick and mortar, I would make something in your business that is Instagram worthy and like physically. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, a lot of people go, I think it was a Chicago bean, the big silver bean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like how many times did you see a photo of that appear in your social media feed within like a six month time frame, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody wants a photo of that. Um, in Nashville, there's a cafe, what the hell is the name of it? Um, Frothy Monkey. And in the back of it, there's a, there's a wall mural on like a garage or something that says uh, Nashville looks good on you. And that was something huge. Like that's something that uh, really like people take photos in front of all the time. But if you're doing that, you're going to have to park there. So people are going to see cars outside your business. They're going to have to walk by your business. They're going to smell the food by your business, right? So if you're going to have a brick and mortar, it's not like you, you, you have to get online in the sense that you have to sell your stuff online, although you should. The thing is that you also want to have something that makes people want to talk about you. Discover and right now. Yeah. And right now, Instagram is the best for making things uh, shared. So like, like, like I was saying, LinkedIn's really good B2B. For B2C, Instagram's definitely the way to go. And uh, you know, if you get like some influencer that stops by your shop because you have a really cool wall mural on the front of your building, you've just gotten free ads, you know, for that. Like, there, there are restaurants that make, that make meals that they're not like amazingly delicious, but they look so artisanal that, that you wanna take a picture of it. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a place in downtown Nashville called the legendary milkshake shop, right? And their, their milkshakes are ridiculously, like they, they like stacked up with like cookies. Like one of them literally has a cheesecake slice on top of it. Like it's insane. And so like that right there, that would be an idea uh, of making your uh, business get online. The next step would be doing something like, you know, obviously selling your products online. So say you are a coffee shop, most coffee shops have their own unique little mugs. You know, say somebody traveled to Nashville and you wanted to, and they wanted to get a mug, but they're like, oh, I don't have my card on me or cash on me, but you know, they want to remember the trip. Well, wouldn't it be nice if you could target somebody that stopped by your shop with an ad later that gives them a, a you know, a coffee mug? Well, you can, like, that's the thing. So by having, having an online store, if you're trying to do it quickly, setting up Shopify is the fastest way to do it. If, if you don't think you're selling a lot of merchandise and so you don't want to be spending whatever it is amount uh, per month for a Shopify account, you can have a WordPress site with WooCommerce and that's completely free to set up. Uh, obviously, you need to pay a developer if you don't know how to do it yourself, um, which is like, like, for example, like that's what our platform is. Um, 
for Sierra Nova Comics. We have a WooCommerce uh, built into our website to sell merchandise. And additionally, our merchandise is linked to a company called Printify, which is a drop shipping company. And then all of that is linked to our Facebook page. And we don't have to update anything except to go to Printify, upload a new image, tell them what shirt we want it on or what product, because it can be like mugs, pillows, whatever. And all of a sudden we've got our own merchandise that I could walk away and get money technically if people were visiting, uh, you know, without having to do anything. The, the, the money gets automated, the, the items get shipped by themselves. I don't have to keep track of anything. And so there's tons of different ways like that to get online is merchandise, especially if your brand is, you know, well liked, which is why you should be creating content uh, excessively. So like my brother's business, again, for example, the very first ad campaign I ran for him had no call to action. Like there was a button to go to the website, but even there, it was just the main website. It wasn't like a landing page. And the ads I took out were all funny uh, comedic ads. That's it. They're just comedy ads. And the point is that he's, you know, he's goofy. His business is fun. So that we're showing off the brand identity by doing that. And we're building an audience. And so like th that's, that's uh, an example of uh, building brand awareness without even, you know, trying to get anything in return. Right. That's a very, uh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk process. Yeah, totally. Great point. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, let's wrap it up with a quick lightning round and then we'll um, let you share where people can find you at. So uh, this is a good one. I want to uh, ask it to you. Uh, describe the color yellow to someone who is blind. I'm interested to see what you will say about this one. As a marketer. Probably yeah. say warm and enlightening. Okay. Ooh, enlightening. That's, that's a good one. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, what is the last book you read or listened to? I guess technically I'm in the middle of reading uh, The 30 Days by uh, Russell Brunson. Okay. And, yep. and uh, Tools of Titans. <laughs> yeah, oh, big nice. fans. Yeah. Big fans. yeah. yeah. And... Uh, the other one? After you got about seven of them, you're reading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, that enti this entire uh, stack up here are all books that I'm part of the way through. <laughs> wow. oh, yeah, yeah. I know the feeling. Yeah, you have a problem. Okay. Uh, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, comics. Did I figure comics? Yeah. 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 So I, I don't want to take this one because this is Bill Gates, but you know, the being able to read uh, faster, like that, would be incredible. But I would probably say, like, if I was just going to go real superpower. Uh, it's either got to, it's, it's got to be flight. No, nah, it's definitely flight. Of yeah. all of them, flight's, flight's the one. Because and invisible. Invisible? Okay, nice. Right on. Okay, last one. Favorite day of the week. Ooh. Mm, Monday. Okay, boom. Put the jersey on. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, uh, Dylan, where can everybody find you at? Where can listeners find you at? So I, uh, the easiest place to find me would probably be my Instagram, which is just my name, Dylan Meislewick. Uh, from there, there's a link in the bio that leads to basically all of my other content. So uh, I'd say that's probably the easiest way to find me. Perfect. What's the, uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the first Polish food somebody should try? Ooh. Before, okay. just before anybody leaves this, like uh, this episode. I would say, what's the first one they should try? Something that won't scare them away. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe something like uh, what the hell are they called? Uh, uh, oh my god! I have I keep I have the one in my head, and that's not the one they should try. But uh, uh, not galumkies. What the hell is this little uh, pierogies? Yes, pierogies. There we go. Thank you. Oh, my life pierogies. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Dylan, for coming on. Um, that was a great conversation. It was great learning about your history and where your company's going and, and the amazing insight that you do have um, across all the different platforms. So if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Biz Bros Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at, at biz.bros. And we're looking forward to bringing you guys another episode. Next.